This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Oh, yeah, no sniffling. Do you want to fucking blow your nose, Barry? Yeah, I'm going to tr- try. Go I'm blow like, your nose. I'm really bad at it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's very tight By the way, this is going on the YouTube show, just so you know. It's really tight in this yeah. bathroom, you know that? I'm like wedged sure. between the toilet bowl and my little makeshift desk. <laughs> All right, get those sniffles out. There you go. I saw those plaid Nick's pajama pants. Beautiful. Thanks. All right. All right, guys. We're clear. What up, Nick's fan? What, Barry? Excuse me? <laughs> no, wow, you just got right into it. I'm ready to fucking go, dude. It's late Let's at night. Let's do it. Let's go. What up, Nick's fans? It is a hard Nick's life. We are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. And please check out our YouTube channel. Right, Barry? That's right. You could simply go to itsahardnickslife.com. Excuse me, Barry. Barry, fucking British Barry right now. Oh, shit. You got to get into British Barry voice because you... Uh, this is your punishment that continues from last week, British Barry. Tell everyone to check out our YouTube channel. It's officially going to be launched today. We sort of tested it out last week, but now it's fucking official. Where do they go, Barry? www.itsahardnickslife.com <laughs> or just search for us on YouTube. Cheeky. Oh, wow. That is an awful accent. May I, may I tell you something? I, 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 agree, I have to agree yeah. with you. It's, it's quite bad, and I, I really rather not have to do it. All right, this is Season 2, Episode 26. Sorry, Barry, but you're fucking doing it. This is Randy from Los Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Rock from Sydney, Australia. I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve this here. Manny from Stanford. Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. <laughs> What is up, British Barry? What's going on, man? Oh, do I really have to do this? <laughs> I really you know don't what? want no. to. I don't. <laughs> I thought about it a lot, and I think it's more of a punishment for the listeners than for you, actually, because <laughs> it is so fucking bad. It is it's really bad. <laughs> and you know what? I don't want to scare anyone off. No. So, so how are you? you Where are you at? What we're going to do is, if I just happen to ask you to do it, you're just going to have to do it. Whenever. Oh, okay. All right, but you don't have to do it for the whole show. Okay, I guess that's for those of you who don't know, Barry is going to be occasionally doing a British accent in honor of us going to, in honor of the Knicks going to London next week. Right? Yeah, Thursday. Right? I mean, you do a little bit right now. Well, we're t- uh, if we're talking about Britain, you should do it. The Knicks—they're going to go over the pond and they're going to <laughs> okay. go play the Wizards. <laughs> All right. What a game against Philadelphia. Entertaining game. Great game. I mean, yes. w- we've lost so many games of late. 17 of 19. 
um, you look in that you look in that win loss column, and it's just big red L's over and over again, right? Yeah. Finally, an entertaining game. Yeah. Barry, any coincidence today? Today, yesterday, for the, for most of the people watching the show, I guess yesterday. Any coincidence? Any coincidence? We saw some of the best D, best ball movement, the best cutting, and the most unselfish play we've seen all season in a game where we don't see Trey Burke come in the game. Timmy's out with the injury, and Cantor is out with this mysterious flu slash burger disease slash he's probably gonna get traded any minute situation right it's one of those three i don't know which one it is by the way before before we get into the game which which one of those do you think it is it's something um which one is it i'm gonna gonna say canter because like the the offense kind of (laughs) stops down with canter burke Burke, whatever for the the 17 18 minutes he's in there why do you think canter's not playing is it really the flu oh why do i think he's not playing Yeah, yeah i'd say it's the flu i mean that was a whole that was nonsense with the freaking cheat day thing that he posted you know even on that like 600 pound life show i don't think they eat that much hey after a long trip i'm having my cheat day i have triple three triple uh patties with eggs and sauces i got my french fries i got a one burger here two burger here two burger here four burger here i'm very excited about it let's do it bon appetit even fizzdale said the other day that Someone asked him if he got sick from eating all those burgers. I think it was three triple cheeseburgers with eggs on top and then like four, four single burgers. No, it was like four of those. Three or four. I think it was three. That doesn't matter. It's a lot doesn't of... doesn't matter. First of all, how does he even decide how to order those burgers? He's like, I want three triples, four singles. Like what? <laughs> three with eggs on them. You know those aren't just for him. There's no way he's eating all no that. Way. And if they are, he's going to run out of fries. I mean, they had like a little <laughs> tiny bit of fries with all those burgers. Right. That's not realistic either. Once you get sick of burgers, if it's your cheat day, why do you, why are you eating so many of the same things? Yeah, really, I don't, don't you want a little on. variety, it's... like a slice of pizza in there, seven fucking burgers, 13 patties, all the <laughs> same exact thing. <laughs> That's why there's no, it doesn't make any sense. No one would order like that. No. So we know it's not, he, since he didn't eat all that, it's not the burger disease. Right. But it is, I think he's just not playing because he's about to be traded. I don't believe this flu shit because he looked pretty healthy when he was about to eat those burgers. He did. Right. Anyway, you think those, those three guys not playing had an effect on the game? It might have because even when the Knicks were getting crushed, um, you know, in that first quarter, they still, their offense looked good. Like they were still moving the ball around. They were doing the right things. They, they were, they were watchable. Right. You know, so whatever the reason was, um, I think it's a good sign for, for this team. I do. Philadelphia got off to a fast start against that, uh, starting lineup that we had out there. Yes. Right. We had a uh, Dotson. Who do we have? Dotson, Moutier, Vonley. Knox and Lance, Lance making an appearance in the starting lineup. They were up like twenty six to eight, yeah, well, killing us to start. And then who came in the game? Who returned? Our beautiful French prince. That's right, right, that's Frankie. right. He looked great tonight. Even even his misses looked good. You Dude, know, I'm they were gonna all say good something. Yeah, I'm he say only something. scored like uh, eight, I'm sorry to cut you off. He only scored like yeah, eight yeah. points, but it felt like he scored fifteen points watching it, didn't it? 
Yes, you know what? I actually think that this was his best game as a pro. And I know that sounds a little crazy because if you look at his stat line, he was four for 11, just eight points. I think he had six assists. He led the team um, in assists, actually, with those six off the bench. Yeah, but you know what? He was so aggressive. Every time he got in the game, it didn't take you know, several minutes for him. You're constantly, usually you're waiting for him to do something. He's just standing on the perimeter. But every time he came in the game against Philly, he drove right to the rim. His he took 11 good. shots, dude. Just one from the outside. 10 of those shots were all in the paint on a very aggressive drives. Not drives where he's wide open, just goes down the lane. He was going right at guys for the first time like I've ever seen him do. Yeah. Yeah, there was that one, over that one Statue of Liberty dunk that if he would have connected on that, Oof. I mean, I would have <laughs> fell off my couch. Where it got stuck in the rim? Yeah. <laughs> it didn't even look like he was going to be able to put that down, though, right? <laughs> well, I was having like these visions of grandeur of him just doing it and like me losing my shit. Yeah, I think we all would have. Yep, absolutely. But, but yeah, I mean, he was one of the guys off the bench that had a great game. You know, the Knicks yes. scored 40 points from their bench. Tonight. You know what I noticed with Frank? Three times he came in the game, mm-hmm. and the Knicks were down big each of those three times. He came in in the first quarter. They were down 20, 24 to 8, I think, when he came in. In the third quarter, he came in. They were down 10, 78, 68. And the fourth quarter, he came in, and they were down 11 with like four and a half minutes left. Every single time he came in, and they were down big. And every single time, they clawed their way back with him in there. Yeah, and that's well, no coincidence. Right, right. It was him, but it was also the rest of the reserves. I mean, did you take a look at the plus minus between the starters and the bench? Yes. The starters had ridiculous. a combined minus 42, <laughs> and the bench was a plus 27. You know, it yeah. was a great showing by them, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about Luke and, and uh, Knox as well. Frank was a plus, plus 10 in the game. Knox was a plus 11, and Luke was a plus, dude. Plus 25. <laughs> Sometimes those plus minus stats don't mean shit, but in today's game, you watch it and you saw that the three stars were Cornette, Knox, and Frank. And those were the three guys clearly head and shoulders above everyone else in plus minus. Yeah. So yeah, Frank was great. Did you see that play where um, he had that great Euro step, lost yeah. his shoe, Yes. <laughs> and then was late coming down the court, poked it away from Embiid, and then Knox ran it all the way back to the other end. Yeah. On yeah the great sequence, great hustle, and just great great vision on his part and, and you know, goes back to not just his hustle but his defense, you know, getting getting in the right spot. Frankie is back. He is. For now. See what happens <laughs> next game. <laughs> He's back for now. Knox scored thirty one points career high. Big thing with Knox, right? Thirteen in the first half, eighteen in the second half. What? 21 in the first half. No, 13. No, Craig, no. Knox didn't have, didn't Knox have 21 in the first half? Am no. I, am I mistaken? Yeah, you're totally mistaken. Oh my God, my note-taking has uh, gone to shit. I hope you're fucking mistaken. So guys, he either had 13 in the first <laughs> half or 21. <laughs> you can all either rip me or Barry. I think it was 13. I really think it was 21 because he, yeah, it was definitely 21 because, yeah, at the end of the half is when I wrote it down. I, I, oh, shit. <laughs> You're making me go crazy here. No, I, I no, wrote I don't down Knox's so. 21 points in the first Come half. Come on. Well, I, Him and Embiid were leading the, the, uh, the game leaders. So am I going to have to look it up right now while we're talking somehow? Yeah, yeah, because I want the credit. 
Oh, come on. I, I don't really love putzing around on my phone while I'm trying to do the show. No. Because you know the fastest way to find out is just on fucking Twitter. <laughs> Dude, search Knox points at half. Right. You're fucking wrong, Barry. As always, I am you are wrong? wrong. The great Chris Eisman. Maybe the most important thing about Kevin Knox is 31 points today. He had 13 in the first half, oh, 18 shit. in the second. Wow, where am I Dude, burn that notebook. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> well, one thing I definitely did see from Knox was him taking it to the hole a ton, which was awesome. I loved seeing him take it to the basket as much as he did. Yes. He still managed to get off nine three-pointers, you know, <laughs> among right. all that. But the, but the way he was so aggressive was, uh, I mean, that's great. That's what his game needs to be. Yeah, you know, I thought he had played a great all-around game. He shot a bunch of threes. He was good. Uh, he did a lot of driving to the hoop, and then on the he was running and playing well on the break. And it was actually a, like a quiet 31 for some reason, you know? He sort of just spread it out, which we haven't been used to seeing. We usually just see him take over in a quarter. He never really took over. Right. Right, and it's usually uh, we, like we feel like he's getting burned out in the second half because he plays so much. And and again tonight he played. Unless I'm wrong with this stat too. Oh, maybe this is what I what I wrote down in my notebook. That he had 21 minutes in the first half. That makes more sense. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking that, fact check that. that, that Barry. That's so if you want to uh, if you want to roll with that, <laughs> yeah, he had 21 mi uh, minutes in the first half, and it's he ended with 43. So he played a ton. That's right. That is that is a lot of minutes. Yeah, I mean it's pretty cool to see. You know, us going up, up against the Sixers and all their good young guys, right? And of all the good young guys in that game, Kevin Knox, the 19-year-old, is the one with the most points at the end of the game, which is great to see. Cornette, who I'm not a big fan of, dude. Like, I think I, I talked about it on the last show. Like, I get frustrated that Cornette plays big minutes for us. You know, like, <laughs> I wonder if he would on a decent team. But he really... I mean, he showed me something against Philly, especially against that monster Embiid. Yeah. Dude, Cornette he... Cornette was, uh, was tough tonight. <laughs> Cornette was very tough. He's got that face mask. He's barely hanging on to begin with. <laughs> and dude, he took that foul from Embiid, that flagrant. Yep, he took that. <sighs> he and then took the an next play... elbow to the jaw earlier in the game. Don't yeah. forget that. Right after that flagrant, he took that headbutt from Embiid mm -hmm. into the chin. And it was like nothing even happened. Yeah. Maybe he will be a nice, nice piece behind KP as that like seven plus footer off the bench who still stretches the floor even when KP's not in there. You can try and run a similar offense when KP comes back and he's not in the game. He played great tonight. He didn't, like you say, he didn't get frazzled at all. Right. And uh, he, showed, he showed his toughness. I mean, he earned that New York name on the front of his jersey tonight. For sure. He was a plus 25 in a game where we lost by three. Yeah. I don't even know how that happens. Yeah. And he went along with five rebounds, five assists. Yeah. He played well. Great all around game. Yeah. Almost tied it up there at the end. That was, uh, I'm not going to say it was heartbreaking because I don't even want these wins no. sometimes. But the fact that <laughs> they were in that position. For Moody right. to get off a shot that would have tied the game, you know, it was very gratifying. <laughs> For Dotson to miss that free throw. The way he did. That never works out. Right. And then, yeah, Moody brought all the way back. And Moody is another one who had a pretty good game. Yeah. 
You know, he's uh, he had 19 points and he's been playing pretty well. I still don't know if he's... I'd like seeing Frank run the point for us a bit more than Moutier. Like, Moutier's been putting up big numbers scoring-wise. But still, you see these glimpses of Frank um, where it really makes me wonder how, like, Fizdale and the Knicks don't see him as a point guard. You know, it just feel, it feels like he leads the team. He had some beautiful passes tonight. He's under control. Don't you think he's... I think he's actually the best passer and the best defensive player on our team. And he's 20 years old. And how he doesn't get... How he hasn't been getting huge minutes every night. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to have to see what happens. We're past that half mark now. And we're going to see the direction that it's going. And, uh, and I mean, they, Fizdale owes it to himself and to the team to honestly assess Nilakina by putting him in these spots and giving him those minutes. I think it is telling that Frank was out for all those games and Trey Burke was in there as a regular guy. And Frank's first game back, like based on what Fizdale's done so far this season, you'd think he would, I would expect him to put Frank in there for like 12 minutes today, you know, and keep Trey in there a bit sort of ease Frank back in, but he threw him right back in there. I don't know if that was because he was playing really well. Maybe it was a part of it. But he was in there for 28 minutes against Philly, and Trey Burke didn't see a second. Yeah, some of those so minutes think, he shared with Moutier on the floor, which is yeah, probably they just because well Hardaway wasn't, you know, wasn't available. Right. But that was really so great. I mean, that's one of the nice things about this roster. Even though like nobody's like this you know, <laughs> better, higher echelon player, these guys can be moved around from slot to slot. Right. Well, I think you saw a lot more sharing and passing in this game. And like I said earlier, that was, I think a big part of that was the no Timmy, no Cantor, no Trey. Three guys who have a tendency to not, to look for their shots first. This was a good time for Hardaway to have a little setback of an injury to put him out. I mean, it, it, he's been getting hard to watch. I mean, even that last game against Indiana before he got hurt, He's yeah, still putting up such bad shots. Hardaway has never met a shot attempt he didn't like. He really has, no. you know. <laughs> I mean, he misses sixty percent of them. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's. Uh, I think Knicks fans really needed this game because it seems like every once in a while, and this was one of those days, the Knicks just give us a glimmer of hope, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> it's been bad lately. I saw some tweets after the last, the last, the game before Philly against the Warriors. Was that the Warriors? No, Indiana. The game against Indiana, fans were like talking about how awful it is again, right? But then they play great against Philly. Knox scores a career high. You know, our young guys play well, and there's hope again. Yeah, I mean, thank Embiid for that too. He kind of collapsed in the second half. He just fell apart. He couldn't do anything right, and he had a very he good was first frustrated. half. He, the first half, he was doing everything. He was collecting yeah. blocks. He was dominating inside the paint. He was, you know, tossing everybody around. He, but yeah, he was getting very frustrated in the second half. He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't make anything. He had a lot of chances in close that were just falling right off the rim. Yeah, yeah. Vonley was off. Vonley was off against Philly, which is interesting because there was there's a rumor out that Philly has significant interest in him, which makes sense. Which makes sense. The, uh, like one of the analysts for the 76ers was on before the game, and he said that if the 76ers do look to add a player, 
It's going to be somebody that's either a stretch four or someone who could switch between the four and the five, somebody that's good in transition. It's like, yeah, it's like that's all fucking things. Von, Noah that's Vonley. Noah Vonley. Exactly. And maybe someone who could guard Giannis. Think like some of the teams in the East, like Philly and um, who else? Indiana. Any of the teams who want to get past Milwaukee, who's right up there with any of these teams and are maybe nervous about who's going to fucking guard Giannis. Vonley's been one of the best defensive players against Giannis this season. Right, right. Right, British Barry? Right, right, right. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I mean, he's a, he, he's a very valuable guy. And I, I, or how would you feel about giving up on Vonley? Not giving up on him, but moving him. What would you need to take back for him? He's been one of our best players, right? He's, yeah. he's, a rest, he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, so who knows if we're even going to be able to sign him after this year. But right. he's shown a lot of promise and he's still very young. Yeah, I mean, I think um, you have something there. I'm not married to him, you know, where he's off limits. I think, yeah, if you could get something valuable that can set up your future in the right way, you take it. Plus, when Przingis comes back, and let's say we do get one of the better forwards coming out of this draft. And, you know, th this is a long shot, but we still hope it's going to happen that we do get a guy like Durant coming in. You don't even need a guy like Vonley because like these are all positions that he was going to fill. He's not a true center, you know, so his really best position that he's going to play is the four. And again, if everything goes right in this offseason and we get a healthy Przingis back, that four hole is filled. So you got to capitalize on this opportunity in the way that he's playing. Um, you know, he's played better than anybody expected. So his value is at its highest. Um, so what would I want in return? I guess I would either want, I would either want a versatile, fast guard or small forward shooter, or I would want hmm. um, like a high draft, uh, not even a high draft pick, like a, like a low first round draft pick. I don't know if we would get that much for him. Um, but even if that was attached to somebody that somebody was trying to get off of their uh, roster, and um, then I would take that too. Yeah, I think what you might, I mean, I don't think you do it for a player. I think you have to do it for either a pick or a couple second round picks. Yeah, ideally it's like a late first round pick, right? I don't right. know if it would be this year and if Knicks fans could stomach a future first round pick like next season because then it feels like you're giving up Vonley for nothing. Right. But I agree with you. Um, there's not going to be much room for him. It's kind of tough because he is, of all the guys we took flyers on, I think he shows the most potential and he's the most exciting of all of them. And really in an ideal world, I think he should be a part of this team in the future if if like there was no if money wasn't an issue you would be like oh absolutely he's we've got to re-sign him how could you not want a guy that plays defense like that is tough like that is strong like that can bring up the ball can shoot the three what there's nothing he can't do mm -hmm. um which does make it hard but i mean it, it, since we're rebuilding you can't have enough first round picks right right and again, like who thought we were going to have somebody like with his with his quality of play for such 
the low number that we got him at and that we could turn him around into something, that's what you got to do. And that's, I mean, that's, that's why we signed these guys to one-year deals. You know? Yeah. Basically, we signed them because if they hit it out of the park and they just have incredible seasons from start to finish and they're, uh, they're an absolute steal and you have no doubt that they've sort of turned a corner, you maybe keep them. But if they show any signs of doing well and they show any value to other teams, you move them for assets. At least that's how I feel. I feel like you don't re-sign any of these guys, Moutier, Vonley, Hazonia, unless they have just incredible seasons every single game, pretty much. At least that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Another rumor that's floating around, a new rumor, is Ennis Cantor. We've heard the Ennis Cantor to Sacramento rumors involving Zach Randolph, maybe involving Willie Cauley-Stein. A lot of fans want to send Timmy along with him. I don't know if that's going to happen. But there's a new rumor that Ennis, the Knicks are talking to the Bulls about a Cantor-Jabari Parker deal. Just saw that on Real GM after the Philly game. And uh, it was kind of weird because it said that they were talking about that deal, but they're looking for a third team to take Cantor. So I don't know. I don't really know how that's a rumor yet. The Bulls and the Knicks are talking about a Cantor-Jabari trade, but the Bulls don't want Cantor. So how does that work? Well, it's like one of those things where you're trying to move a player from your team so you get creative, you know, and figure out, okay, maybe there's a piece out there that we can interest another team with because they don't want to take on Parker, but maybe the team wants to get rid of somebody. So that's when these GMs get creative. Because Jabari's another one of these guys who's a, a, a lottery pick. He's had some injury problems. Hasn't really fulfilled expectations. I think he is out of the Bulls rotation right now. But he's on a, he's on a two-year deal. But after this season, it's a team option. So they could just sign him and drop him if he doesn't do anything and they save a lot of money. Or save, save, save about the same money they'd save by just not re-signing Cantor. Or if he does well the second half, they could decide to re-sign him because he is restricted. Is he restricted? You know what? I don't know. <laughs> but I'd much rather try to move Cantor for some kind of set if there's some kind of second round pick involved. You want Cantor off this team, Barry? British Barry? I don't know. I mean... He's gone at the end of the year anyway. I think we talked about it a little bit. We touched on it last time. I wouldn't take a Zach Randolph for him. We need more than mm. that. All right, you know what? Fuck this British Barry thing. I don't Thank like you. it. Thank you. I don't like I it. I feel either. like it's throwing you off because you never know what I'm going to say to do it. <laughs> it is throwing so Just people. fucking let's end it. <laughs> Thank you. Let's talk about a little bit about KP. All right? Yep. That's Porzingis. Oh, thanks. Appreciate You're welcome. That. <laughs> The Knicks beat writers have been running out of stuff to talk about the past few weeks. So they're throwing a lot of shit at the wall, hoping some stuff sticks, hoping some Knicks click on their articles. Right. First, there were rumors that it wasn't a lock that we were going to be able to keep him in free agency. The Spurs were interested. The Nets were interested. You know, someone might be able to steal him away from us. And then 
there were rumors that the Knicks might not even offer KP a guaranteed max contract. And that might be frustrating the Porzingis, Porzingis group. Right now, recently, Howard Beck sort of is saying that there, there's this rumor that the Knicks want to keep KP out the entire season and Chris Stapps is not happy with that. And that's causing a stress in their relationship. Barry, do you believe any of this? No. None, None of, it. of it. None of it. <laughs> it's all fake. Yeah, I agree. It's all fake, fake news. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we spoke about this a little on the last show. It is basically impossible for the Knicks to lose out on KP. He's a restricted free agent this offseason. Maybe the Knicks would prefer to not offer him a fully guaranteed max, and that would make sense. They shouldn't probably offer him that right off the bat. But if another team offers him that, the Knicks are going to match it, and they'll bring him back. There's no way that they're going to let him walk over either guarantee or not guarantee. Right, Barry? Right. Do you agree? Yes. Correct. Yeah. If KP wants to just, if the Knicks offer KP a max deal and KP is like, no, I'm done with you guys. I'm going to become, he could decide to not sign that, get a qualifying offer, and then he would become an unrestricted free agent after next season. But there's no chance he does that as a player coming off a major injury. Right, that would mean that next season he's playing for like four or five million dollars for the year. Coming off the injury like he had, risking if he goes down again, never getting never getting offered another NBA contract ever. Or at least of the size that he could this offseason without even doing anything. So there's no chance of that, right, Barry? Right. Right. So those rumors are are dead. Now, there is a chance that the Knicks want to keep him out the whole season. And there is a chance. I mean, KP is a competitor. He wants to play. That KP is like, no, dude, I want to fucking play this season. And maybe that is annoying or that could be, be frustrating. Does that mean KP wants a new team? The Knicks are doing... The Knicks, if they feel that way, would be doing... I, th- I think that's, that's a smart way of thinking. Anytime you want to jump in here, Barry, I don't mean to like hog the mic. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. Um, I think that's a smart way of thinking for, 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 as a franchise. If you believe that KP is your, your, basically your franchise cornerstone, you know, I mean, maybe you do play it safe. I would think that KP could look at it from their perspective and be like, well, they really value me. They want to keep me healthy. Yeah. Their doctors are saying just play it safe but I want to play. So maybe there is a little tension there, but yeah. that's good. That's a good tension in my eyes. If it, ex- if it even exists. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get on the Knicks, I guess too hard if they do decide to go that route and say, look, um, we just had your last evaluation. It's what middle, maybe third week of February right now. Although you could potentially play, there's only another month and a half left in the season. Why don't you, you know, we're, we're going to sit you. We don't want to risk it. So I can't fault them for that. The selfish part of me wants yeah. to see him back on the court this year. 
you know, um, right. and see a little bit. I'm not even going to say what this team can be with him because this team's not going to be this team next year. You know, half the team's probably going to be different guys next year. But just to get him back, I mean, a little bit of taste. I mean, I, I'm a Nick fan. You know, he's our unicorn. It's been so long since we've seen him. We're, we're going on a year now since the injury, February 6th. Um, so the selfish part of me wants to see him play, even if it's for a stretch, you know, like 10 to 15 games, you know. And I don't think it's – I mean, it's not that much of a risk. You know, if he's cleared to play and he's fully healed um, – and he's strong. I mean, he's a basketball player. He's supposed to be playing ball. You know, it's not like, um, and it's not even like these are tough. I know the Knicks are always going to go hard or should always go hard, but it's not like these like these tough playoff games where he's going all out. And again, he could be on restricted minutes. You know, at least it's something to give the fans, something for the great fans to hold on to to get us through another summer, right? Yeah, I think it would be good for him to come back for like 10 games, um, get his feet wet, you know, just play a little here and there, maybe 15, 20 minutes a game, not play any back-to-back, sort of play it safe. Just for his mental, the mental aspect for him going into the offseason, knowing that he was able to do it. Right, saying, look, us I all knowing he's off. back, Us knowing he's fine, letting Durant get to see him a little bit, you know, letting yeah. all these free agents see him. Yeah, him saying, look, I, I haven't traveled with you guys, not because I don't want to be with you. It's because I, I think it was his people that said he's, that, that's the reason why he's not traveling with the team because he's obsessed with his rehab and he wants to come back stronger. That oh, was he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be traveling with the team. No, you're that's right, a, you're that's right. That's the right he, call. But that's the whole thing. Like, he's, he may take it at, you know, that look, I've been working so hard and I'm finally cleared to play and you're not going to let me play? I worked my ass off so I'd be ready before the end of the season so I could get back in the game. And now you're telling me I can't. You know, again, I don't think that's right. enough to make him not want to be a part of this team anymore. Because again, um, anymore, because like you said, he, he's smart enough to see it from their side, and that the reason is because they love him. They want to protect him. But um, but yeah, I think he would deserve the right to play if he, you know, if he rehabbed the way that he did and uh, and is strong enough to. Supposedly, he's looking very good. Yeah. He had a workout that Fizdale was apparently basically drooling over him, couldn't contain himself, how excited he was. He had to look away. You know, because <laughs> he's watching all these scrubs every game. And he's like, like a, holy shit. He's like so used of, to watching these guys. He gets so excited about Frank just being able to take the ball to the basket. Yeah, it was like a scene and from then, Bird Box. He had to cover his eyes so he couldn't look at <laughs> It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Dude, because I think a lot of fans... And obviously, Fizdale did. You forget how good Porzingis is. Like, we could all get excited about Knox and Frank. Porzingis is a different level player. Like, he's going to come back. I think I forgot. I don't, I don't remember how good he is. And I remember he's fucking good. <laughs> Fizdale. <laughs> There's a quote in a Mark Berman article. Today, I walked by Porzingis in this impressive workout he had recently. Today I walked by and just put my hand up in front of my face because it's just for me. It's like, God, I've got this seven-foot beast here. To be clear, it wasn't Berman that said that, right? No, this is Fizdale speaking. Right, Fizdale it's in a Berman article. It. I'm sorry. Right. That's okay. Then apparently Porzingis started laughing. I don't really understand how that worked out. He, <laughs> but he said, don't look, coach. Don't look. Yeah. But, uh... Fizdale said they're still being cautious, right? Is that Fizdale? Yeah, they're still being cautious, but he's he's getting to that next level, jumping and moving. 
He's in a really good groove right now. He was supposedly dunking all over the place, shooting threes. Like he's getting close, and they're going to reevaluate him within the next month. And it wouldn't shock me, Barry, if if they if we hear at that point if everything's still going well that we sort sort of get some sense as to if he's going to return a few weeks after that, or maybe some tentative return date this season. A question just popped into my head. And I don't for know who? if you know for for you. I don't know if you know the answer yeah. though cuz I don't know the answer. Um to be an all-star, do you have to have a set number of games played in a season to be eligible to play in the all-star game? No. So technically, he could be he could receive enough votes from the fans and if it just so happens by the time the all-star break rolls around and he's cleared to play, he is like one of his first games back could be the All-Star game? Yeah, absolutely. I don't see why. Yeah, the fans vote. The fans we vote. We should have been doing that. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with us? We should have got on like hmm. some, you know, it's too late now. I think there's only, is there only like a week left in the uh, the voting? Because he, uh, yeah, I don't see why he couldn't be, but. He's on the this roster. Is what's, this is what's floating through your head, Barry? It just can't, it just popped in my head. <laughs> wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be fantastic? No. Nah. It wouldn't be? No, you know what? I don't need to see Porzingis playing an all-star game. That would be... I actually don't love all-star games didn't get seeing to my play players in, in all-star games because I feel like you're... I always feel like our guys are going to get injured. Look, he didn't get to play in it last year, right? And he earned his way on. So what's the big deal if the fans all voted for him and he didn't technically earn it this season, but he got to play? <laughs> I think that would be a great story. I don't even know. Like I said, I don't even know if it's uh, allowed. I don't know who gives a fuck, Barry. I'm gonna make you do British Barry the rest of the show now for that. Well, you're I'm doing British Barry the rest of the way. I'm off the hook. You already no, are. you're not. You're back in it for that because I don't know what that all star conversation is about. Just no, 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 no. You can't just yeah, boss I told me you, around and tell this, me now I'm doing it. I'll block you again on Twitter, dude. And I'll come up with another punishment for the next show. So either finish the rest Stop. of the show as British Barry. Stop. We're going to London next week, dude. Just, just do it. All right? Get into character, because that's going to do it for the show today, guys. That's it, huh? That's it. Follow us on Twitter, at Hardnick's Life. Follow Barry on Twitter. At Barry Dworkin. At Barry Dworkin. Reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. Subscribe to our new YouTube channel. We're just getting it launched. We're going to try to put as many videos up there as we can. I think we'll put these full podcasts up there. We'll break the podcast up a bit. Maybe we'll throw some video, some highlights in there with them. We'll see as we go. It's going to be an evolution. Search for us. It's a Hard Nick's Life podcast on YouTube. Or just go to www.itsahardnickslife.com. And that'll take you right to our YouTube channel. VIP shout out. Arno Lysans. What's up, Arnos? What is up, Arno? He wants to see KP back. He doesn't want British to wait until year. British, British fucking Barry. Is that how it's gonna go? That's what <laughs> there you want. You go. That's what you want. You want me to talk like this? British Barry, tell everyone to leave some fucking reviews on iTunes for us. In my British voice? Yeah. I hate my British voice. I wish I could do something else with it. Leave your reviews on iTunes. Give us a rating. <laughs> and as this bloke said, go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. 
Yeah, and and in the maybe leave a rating or a review. Reviews are nice as long as they're positive, <laughs> right? <laughs> of course, if they're negative, they have a tendency to eat at me for That's weeks. That's a good point. <laughs> so leave some positive reviews. If you have nothing nice to say, just give us five fucking stars. I'm gonna give Barry about one star for that accent tonight. Yeah, I probably deserve. Alright guys, thanks for listening. Heading to London. Barry, what day is that game? Thursday, it's at like 2 o'clock. Got a bunch of days off here before that game, right? Yeah. Bunch of days off, more time for Robinson to heal. How's his groin doing? Fuck, don't ask me. He's missed 13 games now. Yeah. If, by the way, if Fizz decides not to pay, play Frank in London, which he'll be... I mean, he's in Europe, so it's close to home. Then we fucking know Fizz hates Frank. <laughs> right, after not playing him in front of his mother on Christmas. <laughs> right. All right, That'll everybody. be the proof. All right, guys. It is a hard Nick's life. Until next time. Peace. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.